From best of San Francisco DDTV, The Pink Chill, and DD LaFrag. Hey, I've only lived in San Francisco for 30-something years. What do I know about it? San. Liberals? Mm. They're sadistic progressives. Francisco. This city is Junkies Incorporated. It's the Junkie Apocalypse. Damn. This ain't your phony soy boy San Francisco. This is the San Francisco Dam Zone. San Francisco Dam is a solo psychodramatic performance art storytelling podcasting platform. Hey everybody, it's San Francisco Dam. I'm Dee Dee LaFrac coming to you from the east side of San Francisco, California, called the Tenderloin. I call it San Francisco's very own little hell's kitchen. This is the last kvetching podcast. And yeah, this is a kvetch platform, the last show for 2020, Thursday, December 31st, 2020. Whew. First, I, I need to say, Thank you, everyone, who has encouraged this show, who has encouraged me, who has listened, reached out, sent me gifts, sent love, supported from Alaska to Texas, from New York to Florida, from Australia to Germany, from England to Nigeria, 35 different countries all over the world. I am honored, grateful that you are choosing to listen, and some of you have listened to every show. I'm really touched by that. It's about 340 San Francisco dams now. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. This is sexist, womanist, bohemian excellence. It's the San Francisco Dam Zone with Dee Dee LaFrac. I get a little misty when I say thank you and appreciate And think of all the support from all the beautiful souls. I'm very touched. So, whew, this show is, it's like a year-end review of what's been going on here in San Francisco and highlights of the year. Now, I'm going to start on a positive highlight. Yesterday, the 29th, I, well, I slash San Francisco Dam, the daily kvetching podcast, Coming to you from the Tenderloin District in San Francisco, California, got followed by the one and only Missy Elliott. That's right, Missy Elliott, legendary producer, performer, rap artist, hip-hop star, the one and only. I've spent decades listening to her music. When I saw that she followed me, I teared up. I admit I'm in touch with my vulnerability, my femininity. I'm not a hard butt at all. I teared up. I've had so many good times listening to her music, dancing to her music. I love everything about her persona, her show business persona. For one, she smiles a lot. She has beautiful teeth, beautiful smile, beautiful skin, very avant-garde fashion style. She's a great music producer. If some of you happen to not know who she is, I suggest that you duck, duck, go that stuff. But most of you do know who Missy Elliott is. And if she's listening, thank you for everything you brought to the world artistically. Thank you for all the happiness that you brought to people listening to your music. And especially me as a black woman, biologically born without a penis, I take you very personally because of your persona. You look like one of us. 
not a regular woman. You look like a black woman, like a unambiguously black woman. You're really proud of who you are. And like I said before, the um, charisma she has, she when she smiles, when she's dancing, and she gives you this look, it's kind of mischievous. So that is a wonderful way to end the year on social media by having a rap legend, hip-hop star, lady producer, legendary artists follow you. I mean, I am humbled. And some of you are thinking, oh my goodness, that's not a big deal. Well, this is my expression and I do speak for three people, me, myself, and I. And if you hear some noise in the back because it's New Year's Eve and things are happening, the animals are kind of like running around and frolicking, this and that. Okay. So I started on a positive tip. Um, Today, here in San Francisco, we got more unfortunate news for the economy. So, first-time listeners, I thank you, everybody. Everything I am here telling you about the city is true. I would love to give you more positive news about San Francisco, a city that I relocated to decades ago as a young lady from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I came out here for artistic freedom. I found it. I am an award-winning multimedia artist. I found love, a husband, art. I've done art from modeling, makeup artistry, open mic poetry, acting. I toured with the Tony Award winning San Francisco Mime Troupe, filmmaking, public access TV legend. Yes, I am DDTV for some of you who know that. Now I am doing the podcasting thing, so I am a real multimedia, sexist, womanist, bohemian lady, and it's broken my heart what has happened to San Francisco this year, and I do not believe it is just under the guise of health and science. It's That is my opinion, and I'll tell you why. San Francisco Damn Daily Truth Bombs. No namby-pamby permission necessary. First, what happened today, the 31st of December, the last day in 2020, the mayor and some health people, they said, okay, San Francisco, we are not going to allow restaurants to do outdoor dining. San Francisco is basically under tyranny. It is under this draconian lockdown. And again, if I am exaggerating, my name is Britney Spears. And darling, I look more like, um, I do not look like Britney Spears, okay? So they are saying that outdoor dining is kaput. Uh, So it's basically, I'm thinking, they're just going to keep locking San Francisco up throughout 2021. We've got a gigantic exodus. Now, some of you, again, that are listening for the first time, you think, oh, my goodness, I don't believe it. Did you listen to the beginning of the show when I say I've lived here only 30-something years, what do I know about it? So I'm the expert here, and I have no reason to exaggerate. Right now, San Francisco, it's a beautiful jewel box of a city. It's gorgeous. It's a skeleton city. The most activity that we have, if people aren't jogging or riding their bikes, it is the drug addicts, uh, the junkies. It is not a pejorative to call them junkies. A junkie is a Merriam-Webster dictionary definition for a hardcore narcotics addict. San Francisco, people, is an open-air junkie shooting gallery. It's an open-air lunatic asylum, all right? It's an open-air homeless shelter. This is what the government of San Francisco, the homeless industrial complex, that uses a billion dollars of 
taxpayers' money per year, the best they can do, everybody, is house only 2,000, quote, homeless people. 2,000 are in hotels, and it's a scam. It's about $400 a head per night. Figure that out, okay? And most of those people in the hotels are drug addicts. Some have HIV, but come on. The other 8,000 and counting are running the streets, everybody. That's the heartbreaking part. They are unsheltered. Now, San Francisco is starting our winter weather. The weather is reasonably mild here. At night in the winter, you're getting uh, temperatures in the 40s, 40 degrees. These people are, some have tents. The majority are living, and they're living on concrete. Like I said, the animals are, one moment, please. Um, Hello? Stop that. <laughs> like kids show up when the parents get on the telephone. The animals act up when mama's in front of the mic. So these poor souls who are junkies, because San Francisco is an open door. All of America's junkies are coming out here. So the junkies are basically laying on the concrete on cardboard, everybody. They are not sheltered. The city, this barbaric city, has closed the homeless shelters. You know why? Because they say, we don't want the homeless to catch COVID in the homeless shelters. Okay, I'll repeat that. The shelters that are open have a very small population of people. The majority of the shelters are closed. We've got seven shelters that are closed. We have a junkie apocalypse. We have a homeless apocalypse. Hey, did I tell you about the drug dealing apocalypse in my district? Blocks away from me is a Honduran micro drug dealing slum. We've got a very whack district attorney. He catches and releases drug Dealers, if I was making all this up, I wish I was, y'all. First-time listeners, this is all true. The San Francisco that you knew is never coming back again. See, that's why I started on a positive tip, giving props to the legend, Missy Elliott, for following me. And she came back and put some purple hearts. (laughs) And I'm going to, like, swerve a little People were hitting my um, DM, direct messages. You know what they were saying to me? And one person said the same thing that I'm talking about. They said, oh, Missy Elliott is following you. Maybe you could get her to help us with what's going on in San Francisco. Hello? Black women ain't here to save the world. Missy Elliott is not here to save San Francisco. Are you kidding? We are not the mammy mules of the world. I was so offended. I just, I left those messages. I read them and I didn't even reply. Like, get Missy Elliott to rescue San Francisco. Are y'all kidding? We've got a government here of overpaid employees. The mayor, London Breed, is the best paid mayor in America. She makes 400K plus. Are you listening? 400K plus in San Francisco out of a list of 150 cities. Listen, people, San Francisco out of a list of 150 cities is 149. So she is running the the second worst city in America, and she is the best paid mayor. And people want me to get Missy Elliott to save San Francisco. Missy ain't a politician, and neither am I.
Thank you for listening to San Francisco Dam with Didi LaFrac. Remember to subscribe on Apple Podcast, Anchor App, Spotify, and wherever podcasts are found. So, everybody, Missy Elliott, the tyranny of the city. What do I see for the future of San Francisco? More of an exodus. San Francisco population of about 800,000 plus. We've lost 100,000 citizens from the city. Those who can have jetted out. The wealthy have jetted up. We've had what they call white flight. Wealthy white people have gotten the haystack out of San Francisco. 100,000 people. Oh, did I even talk about the tragedy and the scandal COVID versus drug overdoses? Now, you have to hang on for this. San Francisco is so scandalous. (laughs) You know, nervous laughter. It's scandalous. Year to date, as I am speaking to you, December 31st, 2020, in the early evening, we have had approximately 180 citizens die of COVID, and the majority of those were over 65, and I think the number of COVID deaths are actually lower, but they're calling them COVID. Very small number of COVID deaths, considering the size of the population, about 170 people Hold on to your champagne flute. Close to 700 junkies have died of drug overdoses in San Francisco in 2020. I'll repeat, close to 700 junkies, it will make you feel better, druggies, same thing, severe narcotics addicts have died of drug overdoses in San Francisco, California in 2020. We've got a homeless industrial syndicate that anybody can go and say, hey, I need you to help me get high. The city gives you a packet that has drug paraphernalia. They call it, everybody, first-time listeners, harm reduction. Is that not some double-speaking nonsense? Harm reduction. I, of course, call it harm production. So what basically San Francisco is, it's an assisted suicide city junkies. I am not exaggerating at all. Every day, we've got junkies streaming in from um, back east. The weather is bad out there. Go to San Francisco. You could lay on the street. You won't get arrested for shooting up. People, people are staggering around San Francisco with their pants off, uh, one sock on, one sock off. We've got a national emergency. We've got a crisis. I have made a podcast talking about we need the National Guard in San Francisco. I said that back in spring 2020. This is a crisis. It's a state of emergency. Will San Francisco be saved in 2021? It's the San Francisco Dam Zone with Didi LaFrac. I'm not so sure if San Francisco will be saved because City Hall obviously doesn't want to save it. So here's where we go. In short... A decimated economy. The city is boarded up. It looks like a uh, dystopian movie. It's empty. The most activity generally is the junkies roaming the street because they have the permission, the lax liberalism out here. This is their city. We've got crime spikes out of this world. If you want to see more, go to San Francisco Dam on Twitter. 
scroll at my page, look at the people from San Francisco that I dialogue with, go ahead and click over to their pages, and there you will see what mainstream media is not telling you about the devastation, the dystopia that is San Francisco. No bars, can't go into a bar and drink, can't sit in a restaurant and eat indoors or outdoors. This is a city, if everybody knows this, San Francisco was based on hospitality, the foodie culture, tourists coming around to San Francisco to uh, look at the beautiful views, the scenery, Golden Gate Bridge, Lombard Street. Honey, they have something here called San Francisco Diamonds because the Crook Snow, because of the catch and release district attorney, Crook Snow, break into a car. And please, they break into cars like nobody's business in San Francisco and nothing happens. So the exodus will continue in San Francisco. Oh, and by the way, this is a city that hates techies and loves tents. They pretend like they love tent junkies so much, but they wanted to put them in my neighborhood. There's a law college in my district called UC Hastings College of Law, everybody. UC, UC Hastings College of Law. They balled up. They bossed up. They sued the city of San Francisco for, quote, deplorable, unquote, unquote, conditions here in the Tenderloin. There were over 400 tents mainly inhabited with crooks, thugs, and junkies, and drug dealers. And the law college forced the city to remove them. Can you imagine? San Francisco is a small city, seven miles by seven miles. 400-plus tents in the Tenderloin, San Francisco's very own Little Hell's Kitchen. Where did they go? Some got housed. Some said, forget about it. In fact, there is a district in my district. Well, there was a slum alley called Willow Alley. I advocated the clearing of that. In fact, let me give you the history of Willow Alley. Now, listen to a story about a man named Jed, the poor mountaineer. Hey, wait, wait. I'm talking about Willow Alley. <laughs> Willow Alley uh, runs um, east to west. It's a alley. It starts at Lark and it goes up to Franklin. In March, when our mayor announced the shelter-in-place, yes, San Francisco has been locked up since March, she said, and my stomach curdled when she said it, she said anybody with a tent can shelter-in-place on the sidewalks of San Francisco. All right? Are you listening? Anybody. And I just want to tell you, we don't have a homeless problem in San Francisco. We have a druggy problem. There's nothing but empty apartments in San Francisco. The druggies spend their money on drugs, and when they get free housing, they burn it down or get kicked out. They need forced rehab instead of all the freedom in the world, no responsibilities to destroy this city. All right? Keep following me. You might be thinking, some of you judgmental, oh my God, you don't have any sympathy. Oh, you're just one paycheck away from losing your house. These people get free everything from the government. Welfare check, free food. They're getting high because they are severe narcotics addicts and they need help. That is San Francisco's problem. Drugs. Oh, let me tell you about Willow Alley. I started listening to a story about a man named Jen. All right, Willow Alley. March 2020, the mayor said, oh, anybody could do what they want. This alley in my district was the most no notorious slum in the Tenderloin, although the Tenderloin got sued to remove the alley, to remove the tents, excuse me. 
they they didn't uh, clear Willow Alley. So it was, I'm triggered uh, talking about this. I'm going to fumble, stumble, stutter. It was, uh, it was like the worst thing that happened to me in a long time to have that in my district. The, it was at, at the end, it was 23 tents, at least 50 to 60 junkies. They had a chop shop where they were stealing bikes. They're making noise around the clock. They're filthy. It was deplorable. Here's what happened, people. Um, I knew that that this couldn't stand. I knew it couldn't stand. And I thought, what would Richard do? Richard? Richard LaFrac, my late great husband, co-producer, best friend for decades, great man, beautiful inside and out. He passed away from cancer, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm a cancer widow. I was a cancer caregiver for years. So, you know, you have to have empathy and emotional intelligence to survive something like that. And I was thinking, this is not right. I reached out to the mayor, nothing. I reached out to the district supervisor, no empathy, no couldn't tell us when it was going to get cleared, so I started this platform in April to advocate to clear Willow Alley, a deplorable junkie slum, right? Think of your worst nightmare, people in tents, defecation needles, uh, trash, loud noise, junkies are on their own schedule. It was a nightmare. I started the San Francisco Dam platform to advocate for three people, basically, me, myself, and I. So, of course, my neighbors got covered. And I have to say, I'm very disappointed in some people. We're allergic to free-range, hyper-allergic control freaks. It's the San Francisco Dam Zone with Didi LaFrac. I'm disappointed in a lot of Asian people because they sat there silently and they took it. So don't tell me they're afraid. I'm afraid. I'm a widow. Most Asian people aren't going at it alone. They have families. They have a community. They took it. They they were getting assaulted. They're, they were getting beat up. There people were coming in their restaurants, treat them like crap, and they took it silently. So Asian people got covered by my advocation. So let me let me just go back. Willow Alley was out of control. Uh, the district got sued to clear the tents. Um, they didn't clear Willow Alley. District supervisor didn't help. Mayor didn't help. I started uh, San Francisco Dam podcast, started San Francisco Dam Twitter. I was relentlessly taking photos and posting them on Twitter. I was very dedicated with the podcast, highlighting the injustice of this uh, junkie slum. And then I, ha I had to go into overdrive. I um, galvanized a neighbor who had been taking videos and I got a video file, and I sent it to an investigative news reporter. His name is Dan Noyes, ABC7 News Team here in San Francisco, California. And I kept at it. I was getting uh, discouraged because he didn't contact me promptly, and I kept going to his inbox, Dan, or did you see this? Are you going to do anything? I kept at it. I kept at it. And my neighbor, I got my neighbor to start a Twitter page, and he was posting videos. And one of his videos got shared by the actor James Woods. All right, James Woods is a, uh, a really good advocate on Twitter. Some people don't like him. Hey, he's a friend of mine. So James Woods shared a video that my neighbor had uh, posted. This video, people... 
I'm not going to edit this. I feel I'm triggered. I am. Um, it was my neighbor trying to park, and it was filth. It was junkies at a table. It looked like something out of the third world, and this is blocks away from City Hall, okay? And that seemed to be the thing that did it. Uh, James Wood's video, and then ABC7 News came out. I was on TV with my neighbor. Can you imagine? I'm on TV with my hand on my chest, wearing a pink beret and a pink dress, saying, uh... We live in a shelter-in-place junkie slum, and nobody cares. That's me. Can you imagine how embarrassing that was? So, and my neighbor, he uh, was in a suit. He's very well-spoken. And a week after that investigative news clip aired on ABC7 here in San Francisco, the city finally cleared that up. Um... That happened late July and early August 2020, okay? I thought I would share the story of the Willow Alley saga. Hey, everybody, this is probably one of the longest San Francisco dams there will ever be. So there I was, this little black woman, widow, husband cremated in a box, advocating for her district where others chose not to so... Don't tell me somebody is afraid. Like people say, oh, they're afraid. They're afraid. I'm afraid. Then you walk through the fear and you do it anyway. That is what being brave is. You go through the fear and you advocate for yourself anyway. You ball up, you boss up, and you have courage. That's what I did. So I don't accept the excuses. I'm scared with people with families backing them, businesses back. I'm scared. So am I. I'm scared, and I did it anyway. Now, since San Francisco doesn't have nightlife, everything is undercover, there's a speakeasy um, thing going on. I'm not here to squeal on anybody. People have to do what they have to do. The city is just going to empty out more. Uh, the tech is leaving. Tech, San Francisco is no longer a tech capital of anything. Twitter is mere blocks from me. They're closing down shop. They already do work from home. This was a tech hub. Hundreds of tech companies, they're working from home. And then why stay in a city that is a hostile living environment? That is San Francisco in 2020. And that's why the great Missy Elliott following me on Twitter yesterday was a highlight, everybody. So, I feel encouraged to create and produce more art. You will be seeing that. I'm bringing back my public access TV show, DDTV. Stay tuned for that. I've been drawing cartoons. That's my first artistic love. I was a childhood satirist, cartoonist, bringing out cartoons, podcasting more. So, stay tuned. As an artist, I'm encouraged. As for people who are out of their jobs in San Francisco, my heart goes out to them. And now, at the end of 2020 and this last show in 2020, stay warm, eat well. Thank you for listening. Thank you for everything. I appreciate you so much. I love you. Guess what? I'm Dee Dee LaFrac. I trust my vibe. 
San Francisco. Damn. That's today's episode of the San Francisco Damn Podcast with sexist womanist bohemian Didi LaFrac. Remember to join us tomorrow for another episode. This podcast is brought to you by our sponsors. Head over to SanFranciscoDam.com for more sponsorship information. Thank you for subscribing and listening.